What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster DeFace, bringing you guys another weekly installation of your favorite Fortnite podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things here today. You can see in the title that uh, basically Twitch is on fire. Esports is, um, I don't know if it's going up or downhill at this point. There's like the disruption happening across Twitch. I think we're going to see an upswing in a lot of other areas, which could potentially cause a new boom. But we'll talk about that a little later. We have DreamHack on the horizon, rank stuff coming out, new season around the corner. A bunch is happening. We'll talk about all those things here today. Before we jump into, of course, introducing our favorite co-host here today, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, showing us the support, downloading the episodes, and of course, interacting with some of those teasers we've been throwing on Twitter as far as uh, what we're going to be covering. So if you are new here today, welcome aboard. Um, with that, let's go ahead and intro first. Mr. Life with Panda. Panda, my boy, what's up? Hey, man, listen, you left out one of the big topics for today in your in your list there, and that's uh, uh, org owners gambling away their org, but we'll get into that. Don't worry. Don't, <laughs> but listen, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Uh, SPG and I just got back from a, a wonderful trip overseas, and uh, uh, I was sick the whole time, so I'm still recovering from that, but um, uh, hopefully soon I won't be sick. And uh, I get to see Spider-Man tonight, so I can't complain, man. It's good, good shout week. Out, shout out to you powering through that. Uh, we all know that casting while sick is... Awful. It's awful. It's already hard to kind of just cast while, you know, consciously feeling fine. Because there is sometimes that dreadful thing on your brain. And you're like, all right, come on, bro. Like, let's get to finals to see the good stuff. And, you know, let's get on out of here. But when you're sick, oh, man, that's even worse. Uh, SVG, my boy, what's up, bro? Welcome back from your trip. Uh, good job at DreamHack, bro. Thank you, thank you. I somehow managed to stave off whatever whatever Panda's been trying to give me for the three days while we're sitting next to each other. He's like over here dying. You guys didn't hear it because he did a great job muting himself, but he's dying the whole time. I'm like, oh geez, I'm getting sick. But nah, immune system too strong. I, I wanna I wanna add to that. Like SPG is a trooper for putting up with it. Cause the way that it worked, right, is I muted to the stream, oh. but he could still hear my coughs in his ear. So I would be like pressing the mute and then all like all he would hear is <coughs> just awful experience for him. I feel for him. I appreciate you being such a great duo over the weekend. Dude, it's just in the good, germ man. box, the germ desk. Oh, man. Happy you did not pick up the sickness. That's really good. Uh, yo, listen, let's, let's start there. Let's talk about DreamHack, man. You guys had a long uh, weekend, of course, or, or I should say week into a weekend casting games, long travel time. Um let's start at the beginning dreamhack picked you guys up to, to commentate this tournament you got to travel across the world um talk to me about that what was that like anything special just getting out of the getting out of the country again to go do some fortnite yeah, it was um, cool um we got to work with a, a new production studio that i never worked with they were really nice like honestly too nice to the point where i'm like well what what is wrong with you people um but it was cool uh we went over to sweden i don't think i tried to hide that um i don't think it really matters if we hide it whether or not we do but instead of going to dallas we went to sweden to go work at a studio i think the setup was pretty cool and like pretty easy going i think if anyone tuned in to heats they kind of saw pan and i messing around a lot just having a good time because in my opinion that's what you should be doing for heats. It's kind of more of like a viewing party style, especially for zero builds. So we're just chilling, having a good time talking about it. And then, you know, like you said, wanting to make it the final so we can lock in and finally watch like, because it's, it's a completely different game. 
like not even close to the same style of matches and finals were actually fun. I, I enjoyed watching and casting those. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was definitely an interesting experience. Uh, we definitely had some fun. Uh, if you didn't know before how to make a proper pizza, um, just go back and watch <laughs> the heats. Cause SPG will break down how to make a perfect pizza for you. I don't even remember which heat it is. So you'll have to do some hunting though, but no, in all seriousness, it was a, it was actually a really great trip. Um, didn't get to do too much outside of the, the work, but I think, uh, the show went, went, uh, pretty well. Um, obviously the one like key interaction that I think would have been cooler is obviously being there in person, being able to have those like live interviews, uh, one-on-one -on -one with the, with the players, especially in, in the winning moment. But, um, nevertheless, it was still a, a, a great show. Um, the pacing was good and, and despite some hiccups, like it's still, Pretty, it ran pretty smooth. Yeah, I think this is just setting the stage and, and the prep for what's going to be DreamHack Summer, right? It's going to be in Sweden. For we sure. have a Sweden production company. Um, I'm hoping, like you said, they just build it at the venue. That'd be so much cooler if they could set something up there and literally have some kind of player interaction. Um, well, we'll see. Of course, DreamHack Summer is right around the corner. So uh, yeah. big shout out to anyone traveling to uh, go participate in that. If you didn't make top 10 this go around, that will be your last chance to go ahead and get your qualification spot earned to dreamhack or not dreamhack sorry um gamers eight in saudi arabia so big stuff happening as far as dreamhack went yeah dude shout out to the practice server team got to do the administration in person we were of course the team that ran san diego san diego went way smoother um unfortunately this go around unite died which is the tool we used to track the points at some point or another i don't know what's going on but that discord i think the discord caught the panda bug it was sick, and the, yeah. and the bot just decided to give up. It wasn't as strong as Panda's willpower to, to, to work its way through. So mid-tournament, we had to restructure an entire new Discord. Um, I don't know how the team managed to get hundreds of players in a new place within, like, 30 minutes. I, I literally respect them so much for that. But um, after that, I mean, things went relatively on par. Finals was great. This is it all stuck to schedule. And like you said, the quality of game, night and day, we started jumping into game one surge was at peak. So you could really see that folks were trying um, and, and trying really hard. Uh, this weekend, yeah. we got to see Stride's new signings of Crackly and Easiness participate in the tournament. They were just in top 15 the entire event before getting knocked out in the last game. So I was really rooting for those boys to, to come on through and do something big, but... SPG, take me through some of the results. Who will we be seeing added now to the roster for Gamers 8? So, first of all, Malibuka, Thomas HD, just on an absolute tear. Like, mm -hmm. those guys have been playing so well over the past couple of seasons. Continue it in uh, DreamHack. Almost no difference for them in zero builds versus build mode. Absolutely slaying out, having a great day. They finished in first, walk home with $45,000, and obviously that big qual spot for, I think it's $2 million for Gamers 8. So that's what a lot of these players are working towards. Obviously, $250,000 for DreamHack is a lot of money, but ultimately when you're looking at $2 million at the next tournament, if you finish top 10, like that top 10 is the goal. And then I uh, want to give a shout-out to Sizlucky and DGen, like two of the older players in the space haven't necessarily performed as well as we've seen them in the past when it came to you know sis lucky i believe has a third place in fncs dgen has a top five at least one um and just seem to have not done as well recently but 
getting third place, technically fourth, but still qualifying for uh, Gamers 8. And it'll be cool to see them. Two very good, deserving players. DGen definitely talks some smack back in the day, but as of recently, him and Sizz are just quiet, go do their thing, and play some video games. Talking about just quiet players putting up the numbers, Pars and Baca. These NA West mm. boys, you know, with the merging mm -hmm. of Central, Lands making more of a, a prominent return here in North America. I think it's cool to see them putting up the numbers. It's clear that they were invited to FNCS Invitational for a reason because of their, of course, championship performances that they pulled out for NA West, but they've managed to really hang with the best of the best across NA um, collectively. So very, very cool to see them popping off. And and yeah, you talked about like dubs and, and big performances of OGs. So shout out to dubs and XF top six. So it's already shaping up to be a, a really fun gamers eight roster these are all who's who's of fortnite um eu players that traveled across the country to of course uh look for qualification slot cami javco bevy and pablo wingu are those other two teams outside of malabuka and thomas hg so uh, all things aside they also get a nice paycheck two hundred fifty thousand dollars was the overall prizing if you came yeah. I think in the top 10 for the prizing, it was around like five grand a piece or something like that. So that was several thousand dollars. So very, very nice. Covers the travel and you get the icing on top. Just getting invited to Gamers 8. The the last placing team just for the invite, was it, is it 50 grand or something like that? Like it, it's something, it's something crazy. I'm pretty sure everyone gets paid just for being on the roster because the, the prizing runs is literally that big. So there's some cool stuff. I don't know that we have mm. officially the prizing breakdown yet, uh, but I know the total amount is two million. I think I think I, so. I might have saw someone put like a concept version out there where they're like, "Yo, even if they did this, like everyone get money." It was kind of like World Cup style, like last play is fifty grand. I think someone just took that same like breakdown sort of and adjusted it that it's not three million, it's two million total prize. And gotcha. I would not be surprised if they they run something similar. Maybe it was like forty thousand. Who knows? But either way. Fat paycheck, I'm pretty sure, just for getting the invite. So if, if you earn a qualification spot, it's like a guaranteed additional check. So love to see that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys follow uh, that boy Bronos on Twitter, but this man's got the <laughs> master plan. I'm going to read this <laughs> as a little bit of comedic relief here for you guys. So Bronos is a, a mega genius. He says that he needs 19 other people to chip in $10,000 each for the greatest business venture of all time. He plans to buy every BYOC pass at DreamHack Sweden. So the only people who can play is you guys who invest with him. You will make back at minimal anywhere from 155000 to 200000 from being inside the top 10, which is a minimal $10,000 each and call for Saudi. So this man's working on a, a master plan. Um, looking at the comments, he has 12 out of about 20 investors that he's been trying to gather together uh what do you guys think what if what if there was a world in the future where someone deployed some like mega genius plan like this to rig the competition could this be a concern well, so so they would have had to do it in a way that it's premeditated before ticket sales go out and then get them upon like they'd have to use a bot essentially to buy up byoc tickets that'd be the only way because as of right now you have to remember, tickets have been selling for months now for DreamHack Summer. It's not like they just went on sale. So for them to be able to do something like that, it would take a lot of uh, prep work. And I don't think anybody in the Fortnite scene has got what it takes to make that happen. That's funny stuff right yeah. there. 
and like, come on, like, we really think DreamHacks are just gonna let that fly. Like, you're not gonna be able unless you're secondhand buying all these tickets from everyone. No shot. It's not happening. I'll be honest. I don't think they'll they'll care. I think they make their sales, they get their investment back, and it just will be what it will be. And it, you know, they'll they'll let the players go compete. We'll we'll take it up on another episode of the Fortnite podcast. But uh, yeah, man, DreamHack was awesome. That's the quick recap. The, the vibes are at an all-time high. If you are a follower of Fortnite on Twitter, you can see that it was a great opportunity to not only network, but of course, just be immersed in the Fortnite scene. So went really well. Something that uh, popped up, though, a little bit of drama. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but Lacey uh, got his hands on some stolen staff badges and got kicked out of the venue. He dropped a six-minute video where he was walking up to players literally competing and telling them that he's received noise complaints and making Twitch content out of it. It was nah. quite the fiasco. Wow. Security was called. Police were involved. They pull his government ID. <laughs> they accuse him of having a fake ID. And they were, yeah, just hounding him with all types of questions. So he almost got in, like, real-life trouble. Um, and then was, of course, kicked out of the venue for the weekend. So uh, leave it up to Fortnite kids to get creative and have a little too much fun at the venue. Dude, that's awesome. That's the first I actually heard Whoa. of that, so that's hilarious. It's, it's a lot to unpackage. I know. I, I should have probably linked you guys the video, but it came up here as I started thinking of like what other fun things happened this weekend. Uh, that was for sure one of them. Big shout outs to um this dude Jay, who was uh one of the one of the admins that we met this weekend that we got to pick up. He handed it like a super professional. He was under pressure. Could you imagine like? You being under pressure, kid with a camera in your face, fake badge on. You clearly know he's not a part of your staffing team. <laughs> and he's like, just just handling it like a champ. Search up the video. I'm sure Lacey wants the views. We'll give him some extra ones for the entertainment side of it. But um, yeah, I do not encourage you guys to go stealing staff badges. They were stolen from apparently the charity section. And I think charity also is missing money. Like 700 bucks went missing or something like that. So mm. terrible stuff. I don't know who did it. We, we're not going to blame the Fortnite kids for stealing the passes or the money, but I know it, one of those many passes that went missing somehow ended up in Lacey's hands. So there you have it. Um, anyways, let's jump into a couple more Fortnite topics before, before we get into what's in the header here about Kirsch and company. We have the rank blog dropping. Not a lot of information here, SPG, but a little something to start gearing us up for the new season. Yeah, I mean... In my opinion, it says pretty much nothing. It just restates a bunch of the things they said when they first dropped ranked. And the one big thing is they're putting trios back in. And then the other one is we're going to get the ranked mode reset. Other than that, I don't really see anything significant. Like they're slightly adjusting the top three levels. And they said we're still going to have tournament modes be different from ranked mode as well as they know Siphon is a massive change. Yeah. SPG, or sorry, Panda, anything to add here? I think, um, look, from my perspective, I know it doesn't look like a lot from this blog post, but I think it's enough to acknowledge that they are listening, but that in their eyes, they haven't had a long enough test period with the new rank system to bring definitive, impactful change yet. And so what I imagine, right, if I had to predict what was going to happen, we're going to see zero changes for the first two weeks of the new season. 
and then shortly before we start seeing um like uh, competitive events ramp up we'll see some changes now siphon clearly is on the top of their docket to discuss and i they're they clearly they they want some kind of change to the way that the game plays um but in and in their head it seems that siphon is the way to do that but realistically they just don't know if that's the full story and obviously the impact of the community and community feedback has been huge around the siphon topic which is why i strongly believe within two three weeks of the new season we will have siphon back in some form yeah i would say my my favorite takeaway if there's anything good to take away from the blog post they address the fact q time's been kind of cheeks so they're working on it we should be seeing some kind of adjustment to the queue time so that you know players can get in games at the end of the day no one wants to be in queue for more than like more than any time that you don't have to but like let's give a reasonable time most like highly competitive ranked games you know a 10 minute queue time not out of the norm out of the norm for a Fortnite experience for sure but like not out of the norm but you have folks in queue for 30 minutes hour two hours clearly something's wrong something's bugged there so with that being said we'll see some uh i think a little bit more leeway between who you pair up with and hopefully there's an algorithm in place that'll kind of adjust your scoring as you start to make your way towards unreal so uh with that being said there is a new season around the corner we did see a little trailer it's called the wilds they also dropped four character skins officially just kind of showing them off um there's a few names tossed in there lorenzo a couple other names that i can't remember off the top of my head but the theme looks pretty cool it's looking very jurassic-y um kind of giving us really old original season vibes dusty divot kind of looks like a location point that might be making a return potentially uh there, there's a couple things there just in that little snippet that have, has definitely got the community excited well, the big thing we have to talk about, they dropped another four today, Monster. Oh, so there's eight total skins. Dang. And I know SVG doesn't like spoilers, so he should cover this, his ears. This is from the official Fortnite tweet. This is from right? the official Fortnite tweet, so I can't, like, is it no, really a spoiler? Not a spoiler, then. That's just right. them telling us. Optimus Prime oh, is I in Fortnite. Look at, dude, the way he looks, too, is so clean. Uh, I'm super pumped. And so, uh, I definitely think that the new Meowsko skin, there's also this like uh, relic skin, which is like this white, black, and red. Um, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it looks like this like skull like ar armor on him. Super dope. Uh, I'm pumped about the battle pass. It's going to be sick. Uh, I don't get to play. I have something going on Friday morning when Ooh. it comes out. But as soon as I get home, I'm running it up. Okay, so I'm looking at the official post. This is the real Optimus Prime. It says, making memories with Mariposa, Relic, Optimus Prime, and Paradise Meowsicles. To uh, Panda's point here, it is very cool. He looks pretty sick. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Dang, dudes. Okay, so there it is, guys. The wild season is here. They're teasing out the skins. These are skins that are probably going to be accessible straight through the battle pass out the gate. I like this level of tease and interest. Whoever's running the new season social hype, we need them on like the seasonal competitive hype. I want to get excited like this. I want to see teasers like this. I want to see cool rollouts that are themed and tied together like this for comp. Because, um, I mean, you, you could tell the, the interest just in the comments and the drive that comes from this. Something is right there, so...
new seasons happening this week pretty much right is it this week you said yeah, two days. yeah literally in two days we're recording here on wednesday uh june 7th so that's pretty sick but um we're gonna switch up gears now guys we got the fortnite stuff more or less covered let's start jumping into some of the uh, uh more exciting topics and interesting topics i'm gonna jump on down uh, and start covering the the psg shutdown psg shutdown they have now officially downsized and not even downsized is this just closed for business all over. I mean, well okay so uh based on their their verbiage right this is them shutting down and it does seem like all the personnel have left and that, like there's nothing left to it but their verbiage from the official channel made it sound as if they were just getting rid of the Fortnite division and so uh, i they're leaving it open-ended as if the, they could potentially come back in the future we'll see um but that's how it's the it's been delivered thus far well yeah. give, give me a little history sbg just Maybe cursed. Who is TNA? How do they get to PSG? Like you know, there, there's a lot here. Maybe someone's listening for the first time. Like, what the hell's what the heck's a PSG TNA? What are we talking about? So PSG, if you guys don't know, Paris Saint Germain is a football club based out of Paris. They are one of the largest football clubs in the world, and they currently have signed multiple different teams in Rainbow Six and Dota, and they're all just PSG and then whatever the, the team name was. And it seems like their strategy is pick up a team and then work with them in collaboration rather than kind of having an exclusive PSG team. Then we come to TNA. So PSG is like kind of the overarching uh organization the football club and then tna is what we know as team new age big in the fortnite competitive space they've been really successful arguably the most successful in north america during their three-year span um actually now that i say it, i don't think it is arguable they have been the best competitive fortnite results driven organization in the three-year span and at times they've been really great at putting out content really great at building a community and then they've also kind of fallen at times they've had some strange things like doing a a coin and shilling some other coins so that that's kind of the negative side but i do want to give them their praise because they have been a great example and I mean, now we really just have Dignitas and Elite Esports at the top in North America, whereas PSG TNA was one of the leaders in the space. They, they were the only team that brought over a full trio from OCE, brought them here to North America, North America to compete. And you guys may know who Muzz is now, but he was initially an OCE, and he doesn't get to North America without TNA. So huge shouts out to them for doing that. But... What, 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 what are we talking about here? Um, PSG shuts down, and then a couple days later, we see images on Kirsch's official Twitter, who is one of the owners, about him at the World Series of Poker. So, yeah, to me, that's terrible. That. Yeah, no, we're going to jump into opinions and, and what's going on there with Kirsch. But first, like you said, let's, let's give the praise. We're going to read the official statement from PSG TNA as they exited from the Fortnite community. This is what they had to say. Starting with, today we announced PSG TNA will be exiting Fortnite competitive space. We want to express our deepest gratitude to our incredible Fortnite players and staff who have been an integral part of T uh, PSG TNA's journey. Their dedication, talent, relentless pursuit of excellence have made us proud in every step of the way. To our amazing fans, we cannot thank you enough for the unwavering support throughout our time in Fortnite. 
Your passion, enthusiasm has been the fuel that propelled us forward. We are eternally grateful for every moment shared together. Thank you for being a part of the TNA family. Together, we have created unforgettable memories. Hashtag TNA on top. Hashtag, uh, I can't pronounce this, but EC Sest Pyris. So very cool stuff. They had, of course, the, the exit message. This came literally the day before competition began at DreamHack, and that was causing an, another like kind of rift among some of the players that were literally dropped on a uh, moment's notice, it felt like this announcement came out of nowhere for some of the players were blindsided. Um, Jath in particular was up in arms and started tweeting out that, dude, how like how dare you guys basically drop us the day of the event when you had these other promises in place? And we can maybe talk a little bit more about that before we get to what the CEO of TNA is up to. Because for something that came what seems seemingly so abrupt to us right like this news was just dropped like a bombshell i mean the video was fully edited it was it was it was clearly prepared they knew that this was going to happen so in what world is it plausible to believe that the players didn't know this was going to happen did the did the ceo kirsch and others this you know the executive team decide this prepare all the material then just drop it as an announcement i, I find it a little hard to believe someone like jay Ooh, acts like he had no idea this was happening and he was just yeah. left left for dead right like what do you think so here, here's my thoughts right number one um it was definitely premeditated by at least kirsch if not the entire uh tna executive team mm -hmm. um they the players were in fact notified last minute uh again right before dreamhack dallas started which a lot of them already had travel booked etc and it seemed like there was some confusion about how their travel would now be compensated as it was initially promised from TNA to reimburse such things. Um, and so the the problem I had with, with the initial announcement, not even getting into what he ended up posting on his personal channels later, um, he's literally in some kind of like fancy penthouse recording this video about how, oh, he's so sad, TNA is gone. He might as well have been wa wiping his eyes with money, like <laughs> that meme, and been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like bro like how like it was just in my opinion it was very um a very ignorant response like in the way that he set up the room and, and did everything it's like i get that it was a big part of his life and i don't take away that kirsch um definitely feels uh, a bad for getting rid of tna or having to disband tna as it is but when you forward facing put put out this like video again in a very very nice sweet penthouse whatever it is um and, and not just like a grounded like hey listen i i wish this could have gone another way like video um and then a few days later of course post what he posts like if if he had made some adjustments to it like this the community i think would have taken this a little bit better but it is very very weird to see the direction it's going in yeah, just straight up say, like, dude, I've been blowing a ton of money on this. I'm done doing it. I, I don't want to keep paying for it. But yeah. one, the timing, right? Right before DreamHack Dallas, where there's a lot going on there. That's a big decision to make that right before there, because you would think picking up people like Blake and Jath, there was fully plans for these three DreamHacks, because when they were announced, they were kind of, 
pushing them out there is these great zero build players, the trip, the road to Riyadh, the road to gamers eight. And we got to one, literally one out of the three qualifiers for this. And then nothing else happened. So I, I understand that they were probably blowing money. Owning a Fortnite org is like you said, monster, literally throwing money into a furnace over and over again, trying to keep it warm. And I, I, it sucks. I don't envy someone that tries to do it. It's just, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about things. And I don't think the way things ended with TNA is the right way. I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm assuming the title sponsorship from the PSG side didn't go where they expected it to, or it's coming mm -hmm. up on a uh, on a perfect what I would call cyclical cycle, right? Like uh, it's on a third month. Maybe it was like the end of this six months of the contract left into the year, right? And they were just like, you know, it's the way I see it. Maybe maybe this comes from the PSG side. Like, hey, look, we're not seeing our return here. Um, we're not going to fund this anymore. You're just going to have to figure it out. You know, there's th because it's clear that if you are running an org, like you mentioned, it's all good and gravy until it starts to hurt your pockets directly. Right. And you, you see how Kirsch lives. Like you mentioned, big house, you know, nice cars. He likes the attention. He makes the videos. It's clear. He wants to be an influencer as well. And then you, <laughs> he shows up to high stakes poker. Um, that's not a poor man's sport either. Right. So there, yeah. there is a lot of, you know, I guess gloating that you can say can go around a person like Kirsch who is, it cares about his ego and his, his image, right. His public perception. Um, and it has to be tough to have to make that decision and then carry the burden of a team on your back again. So I think exiting and, and quitting is probably the easiest way out. Definitely agree. Um, yeah. yeah, just could have done it better. And like you mentioned, couple days maybe a week after he decides to shut down the org there's images on his own social media about him playing in the world series of poker which well i don't, I don't care where that money's coming from it's not good looks regardless like just how it looks from the outside we've seen this before there was what some eu org that got shut down because allegedly uh the owner gambled away a ton of money so We've seen in the past. Was he not, not caught in the whole? Oh, he was actually. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. You just you just unlocked the old memory. Did he not give away half a million dollars to the guy named Crypto who put it into his crypto firm and could not withdraw it in a timely fashion? And then that guy disappeared. Yeah, yeah. that happened. So get this. So to add to SVG's story, apparently. I'm looking at the, his timeline a little bit, and the gambling stuff uh, seemed like the poker stuff seemed to start on May 22nd, and and that was him. It was uh, his practice run for him getting ready for uh, the world, whatever of poker. So in my eyes, right on May 22nd, he came to the realization that he wasn't going to be like, and this is just a hypothetical. So I could be completely off base, but he came to the realization that there's no way he's going to be able to gamble and run TSG or PSG TNA. Um, because he, he was funding it completely out of pocket. And maybe he was thinking, Oh, like if I go into this weekend, win big, like, Maybe I can save the org, right? But there's no way maybe, he was maybe. funding it out of pocket when you had a title sponsor, PSGTNA, right? No, no, no. So I'm going to tell you why you're wrong there. 
Hmm. I, I take this with a grain of salt, and I cannot confirm the sources, but I was told that PSG paid zero dollars to TNA for that sponsorship, and it was solely done as a brand boosting method to try to like get to marketing appeal with maybe mainstream yes. media and brands. Okay. And nothing came from that. And Clearly, nothing we, came from We didn't from see it. anything big. Yeah, we did not see any big brands endorse the TNA brand. Hey, you know that that sounds very plausible. I think I think that's something that is a strategy that we've seen put into play before, and it's a little bit of a risk, right? If it works out, great, everyone gets paid. If it doesn't, well, you know, it doesn't hurt anyone. So, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe you are right. And if he has been investing all this time, his own cash to try to keep the team afloat. I mean, like you mentioned, that is that is a lot of money. He made a lot of money, though. You said shilling crypto coins and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, clearly his pockets are not necessarily hurting. He's much more financially, I would say, uh, he, he's he's become more lucrative in the in the past couple of years when the boom happened for him, and then he exited those, uh, you know, projects, if you will. So he he made a lot of money, and he's using that money to now, like you mentioned, maybe fund some of these new uh habits yeah Hobbies. I, I don't know whatever you want to call it dude it's just it, it, good looks even That's all. even like even if we're completely off base with the things that we're saying right it's it doesn't look good kirsch yeah. it doesn't look good man like and i hope i, I genuinely kirsch i hope you're listening to this because i hope you take what we say like like oh shit maybe they're right like maybe even though this is my own money, I can do whatever I want with it, which I guarantee is what's running through his head right now. Um, at the same time, just think of the optics, man. Like, even if you were going to do this stuff, like, just don't tweet it. Like, you just disbanded uh, in a pretty a pretty rough way with the way that Jaith came out uh, about it. Obviously, some of the other players and stuff were grateful for the time, blah, blah, blah. But Jaith kind of exposed how sudden it, that decision truly was. And... By doing that, you create this, you paint this negative narrative forever about the org. Um, even if you do come back in the future and want to uh, try and pick something up later on, like now you're stuck with this this one like a negative narrative that's going to stick with you on top of the crypto coins and the we are gamers NFT and all the other stuff that that was done alongside. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and listen, I give Kirsch the benefit of the doubt. I support anyone who has the hustle in them to try to be a CEO and build a team from the ground up. We gave them their flowers at the start of the program. Like, they deserve yeah. all the credit when it comes down to, like, what they were able to accomplish. The most results-driven esports organization. One of the most results-driven esports organization we have seen in Fortnite. Um, SPG, you were spot on with that, and we give you that. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys on the other side of the fence where you start saying public perception, man, the timing could have been better. Absolutely. Does it look a little selfish? For sure. But again, we're talking about someone who's driven by the ego, by the looks, and uh, it is what it is, man. So with that being said, TNA is no longer in operation mode in Fortnite. Who knows if they're going to come back in the future? And if they do... Oh, maybe Kirsch becomes the next world poker champion or something, man. He comes up with even more money. He could just be lucky <laughs> like that. And he could do whatever he want with the esports team at that point. But talking about esports and, and just the continued trend and change in the space, we have a topic here of uh, exclusivity coming to esports. Big changes in the landscape in general. It's very clear that 
um, media rights and ownership of the content is important. And Twitch has a lot of problems on the horizon because places like YouTube, Rumble, Kick, and etc. are coming in and they want to start playing ball and taking ownership of this content that's going on out there. Um, SBG, I'll start with you. Take us through some of the developments, man, that are happening across esports right now. Muted. You're muted. Might be, might be. Um, do we want to go to Twitch first or talk about uh, media rights and esports first? Uh, I mean, hey, listen, we, we could start with Twitch, actually. Twitch dropped a bombshell on us. So, I mean, both both are pretty, pretty hot topics. So let's start with All Twitch. Right. So I got you. Twitch decided to update its policies and what is branded content guidelines. You know, no big deal. Just changing some verbiage, not really going to change much except it actually changes a lot basically what they said is you're not allowed to put burned in video ads and if you guys are wondering what a burned in video ad it pretty mean pretty much means anything on your side so obs and what the language read as is we are twitch we control the ads that are displayed on our platform you are allowed to run the ads that we provide and if you don't do that you have to do very specific limited placement of these ads aka three percent of a logo on your screen and pretty much everyone was like yo what are you doing like this is how we all make money we all have sponsors we run sponsorships tournament organizers were like dude this is literally what we do during broadcast we put logos on the screen we play videos given to us by the sponsor that's paying for this event how are we supposed to do any of this and then, you know, later on, Twitch was like, oh, dude, no, we didn't mean that. That's, that's totally not what we said. We we were saying something else. Um, we just randomly chose 3%. We wouldn't be very specific about numbers and then not be broad about everything else. It makes no sense. And this is just Twitch being Twitch and eventually making themselves crumble. And this and this is literally Twitch continuing to be their very own worst enemy. If there was an analogy here, Superman dies to kryptonite. Twitch dies to <laughs> Twitch. Like they are their own kryptonite, literally introducing policies no one has asked for. This is some of the most anti-creator, like anti-creator uh, policies we have seen like how can they be the industry leaders built off the foundation of this awesome community they fostered way back when the suits come in the new administration comes in they corporate up a little bit and now they're doing everything against the creators to make money they cut sub revenue down um they limited i should say subscription revenue at a hundred thousand base salary after that your revenue gets sliced in half and they get to keep the remaining profits you get the rest that's questionable created a lot of yeah. issues they barely innovated the platform uh, and, and the programming as far as video feed and stability of the platform itself that really hasn't changed much at all and now you have these advertisement, these advertisement um, clauses coming in and these restrictions. They want a piece of everyone's money on the platform. And yeah, sure, they can say they reserve the right to, you know, put these policies in place. That doesn't make anyone feel any better, Panda. No, it doesn't. And uh, full, full spectrum um, look at what's going on in esports right now, right? 
if you don't know, the obviously, like they mentioned, the impact uh, on this and, and third-party esports tournaments and things is massive. But at the same time, exclusivity in esports has been a conversation recently as well. And uh, with the CDL potentially moving over to YouTube, like Twitch needs to be making um, counteractive moves to maintain people on the platform. But instead, they're making decisions that ultimately will remove um, people from the platform. It's funny. Um, QT Cinderella, first example, uh, she run the Streamer Awards uh, the last two years. Well, this last one she did in partnership with Twitch. Based on the new policies, she wouldn't be able to fund that because baked-in ads are how she funded the Streamer Awards. Um, esports uh, events, right? Uh, most, most notably, what we did over the weekend. DreamHack Dallas would not have been able to function the way that it did. We ran a Gamers 8 ad. Right, right. It, it, that it, it, that it is comes, a burned-in ad. It comes as a huge disruption for folks like ourselves and just tons in the space that already have a tough time working with developers and following their guidelines. And you know, there's there's so many hurdles. And then of course, the brands themselves have certain expectations. When you have the platform putting in these additional restrictions because they want to get paid too, it just comes off as straight greedy. No one asked for it, and it complicates the situation so much. In fact, folks are willing to take all of their products off of this platform and put it elsewhere. Asmin Gold, uh, one of the founders and leaders of the team OTK. OTK is a collective group of into, uh, individuals that are creators, some of the biggest on the platform. Literally, they are the top percentage of most watched minutes on the platform as a whole, the biggest yeah. by far. They're looking at options now to take all of their content off of Twitch, especially their brand deals, and bring them elsewhere. What's going to happen now is you're going to have those same streamers. Of course, they'll stay on the platform for a little bit. They'll play a game until they transfer most of their users over, and then they're going to jump ship for whatever deals elsewhere. You have Ninja as well talking about today. Hey, listen, uh, you guys already know I gave up my partnership, and they, they did him dirty for a while too because he wanted to stream everywhere he sees the benefit in being free to put his content and and you know uh, his creative vision everywhere accessible yeah. on all platforms what happens now they put a rule in there it's not just short form content you can't stream anywhere whether you're affiliate or partner it's now across the entire board so folks like ninja are going to be a, a, a point of target as well for having that business approach yeah, he went the whole multi-stream everywhere, everything, all yep. the time, every time he streams. And part of those changes that, I mean, we didn't even mention until you just said it, is you can no longer stream to YouTube or Kick while streaming on Twitch. You can stream on both platforms, but you can't what they call simulcast, where you're doing multiple streams, or you're doing one stream to multiple platforms. In addition, they're also sending all partners a brand new contract that is questionable as well. And then allegedly charging you 25 bucks to get out of your current contract if you're an affiliate or a partner, which is just kind of weird. Like, dude, I'm trying to cancel my contract with you and you're charging me? Like, that is not like an any kind of customer service. For something that you are forcing upon me. Right. Question mark. They just literally want $25. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how much does this money really mean to them that they are willing to just piss off everyone and start all these fires. I just don't understand why they continue to do this. 
Well, and this has just been a long line of Twitch regularly making these terrible decisions in the minds and eyes of creators and haven't really improved the platform whatsoever over the past years. I can't even remember the last significant change. Like they've added sub trains, which literally do nothing besides help them make more money. They've added ad incentives, which then help them make more money. So it's all like revenue driven business decisions and yeah. the creators at the heart of this are just getting kicked in the dick because they don't get any kind of improvement from the platform wait i hate i hate to jump in and just add this too but let's not forget they literally waged war against adblock like last week yeah there are websites that have been built around the functionality of having like api access and building like cool metrics completely non-functioning now because twitch is being anti third-party tools and it's all driven around ads this is this is crazy they're not google bro like <laughs> like you know what i mean like you can yeah you have a small piece of the market but you're not going to get the market share regardless of how many policies you put into place and how many guarantees you can say about ad block and stuff you're not going to have creators big enough creators thriving in like no time like i, I haven't seen someone nuke themselves so fast and one other piece from me, from a viewer's perspective, because I'm not someone that's been streaming, probably will never stream on Twitch again, but I hate watching events on Twitch because they will just randomly toss like three minute ads at you. It could be the end game of a Fortnite tournament, game six of the day, <laughs> boom, three minute ad, you come back, what happened? I've watched all the FNCSs I now watch on YouTube. It's a better yeah. viewing experience. It doesn't give you ads randomly when you don't want them. And I, I almost hope to see all the creators on Twitch move to YouTube because overall, I just love that so much more as a platform to consume stuff because Twitch currently is terrible unless you're paying for Turbo. That, and the since way. the changes, I am not paying for Turbo anymore. Devil's advocate here. I noticed you mentioned Twitch and not the other streaming platforms. Um, do you think Kick and Rumble don't have a place? I I don't consume stuff on there, so I, I don't know to say I like, anything. I like Kick as a platform. Uh, do I, I agree with them hiring Drake for who knows how many millions of dollars to go do a gambling stream on there and give away money? Eh, maybe not. It, it, it seems a little anti-creator as well, but... You know, yeah. you, you have Trainwrecks who owns a piece of the platform. He is very clearly uh, loving all the drama that's happening right now. In fact, he uh, just tweeted out F Twitch as probably his most recent twi uh, tweet just the other day. And uh, he reiterated that we as a platform have a policy in place that we will never look to take more money from you, the creator. In fact, he's actually implementing an hourly uh basically hourly payment to you for putting in the time streaming on the platform so soon creators will be paid via, uh, via how many viewers they have uh retention and other little metrics like that in their algorithm that will generate some kind of hourly salary that you can claim at the end of the day so if you make 20 bucks worth of streaming that day you can actually claim it out right then and there if you take the crypto option or do the usual stripe payment net 30 net 45 whatever it is I think it's actually net 15 which yeah. twitch just reverted to net 45 don't know why they wanted to do that but that's also some it's probably some kind of processing fee because every 15 days if they're processing it they got to pay a little bit more so all the penny pinching is happening everywhere it's on crazy twitch right now. It, well, it's it, happening it, at once it feels like too
Yeah, and so clearly it's like, well, I mean, if you're going to pinpoint it to any kind of major change within the company, new CEO, new changes, right? Um, when it comes to, like, the way that they reverted this, uh, the the net, I didn't even know that, net 45 again, is ridiculous. They just made net 15 either earlier this year or late last right. year. Like, it was just changed in favor of the creators and now you're again anti-creator look twitch maybe maybe amazon and i see a lot of people saying this too maybe amazon is like yo twitch we're gonna need you to to bankrupt yourselves what? and we're gonna write this off as a major loss Ooh. i think and you have to think twitch is not a there's no Dang, I mean, technically, Amazon has the right to just say, uh, you know, we're done with this platform. Deuces yeah, and drop and, it. There's no, and they could have no even way. tried to secret sell the platform, um, but no one, no one bit because guess well, what? Why, Twitch doesn't why bid their entire money. code was put publicly when it was leaked, and other places already have the juice. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Well, Twitch is in a tough spot. They continue to, uh, I mean, they've shot themselves in the foot. Now they have the saw blade out, and they're taking themselves out by the knee. Um, it's getting very dangerous here for Twitch. Uh, with that, guys, we're going to conclude and start to wrap up this episode. I'll give SPG the floor first. Let us know where the, we can find you throughout the week, my boy. Uh, somebody's gone on Twitter is pretty much the only place I'm doing anything. I got a summer camp coming up. If you want to learn how to play comp Fortnite, make sure to go check that out. It's with XP league. So, uh, that's really all I got going on. going to be teaching some, some campers how to become the next goat. Heck yeah. And Panda, where can we find you throughout the week, man? What are you up to? You already know twitter.com slash life W Panda, uh, going to be a crazy couple weeks, like literally just nonstop stuff going on. So to follow where I'm going to be at, at what time in the week, definitely go on there. For sure, for sure. As always, guys, you can send all of your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at MonsterDFace. Uh, it has been very fun catching up with you guys. We talked about a lot. Uh, share, share, share with your peoples. But other than that, we'll catch you guys until the next time or to the next episode. So until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.